We're back. The Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that tight. We're talking blockchain, e-games, cannabis, and so much more without the bullshit. And most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Bicky Bicky Black. I fool <laughs> Bicky Bicky Brown and Anthony somewhere in the wah, 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 confusing middle. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I should have given AG something better. Uh, we're three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton. <laughs> I can't even do it. Sar- sarcasm. Cue the music. In the year, I can't do that. Not after that intro. I can't. I can't come up with a funky mix. I can't be funky fresh right now. <laughs> just like, just like the year of 2020, we're ending, and it's just show. <laughs> Whoa, We're back. Thank you for joining us for the the, the last episode of 2020 with the Whiskey Hue. We're here and we're going to do something special for all of our um, listeners. We're going to go through some of the our favorites, whether it's stocks, IPOs, BBPs, uh, you name it. We're just going to dive dive in deep. Uh, before we do that, I want to highlight uh, what's been going on. What's new, fellas? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that range. Nothing. So, so yeah. happened, man. Uh, Wuhan to WAP, Wuhan to WAP, Robin Hood to Rudy with the runny hair, baby. We got a lot of shit going on this year. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's it's when you have so much. When you're, it's like it's like a car running in the red the entire time of the year, and you're finally <laughs> coming down. It's just like ah, perfect. <laughs> perfect, 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 going on. <laughs> perfect analogy. Damn, just throwing a towel. Like, like, hey, I'm just throwing a towel. I'm here. just trying to ease my way into January January first right now. <laughs> just, trying, just trying to land a plane. Trying to land a plane. One, one eye open because you don't want to see both eyes open. You're like, oh, this is too much shit, man. Hey, <laughs> right, look, just so you can go into the super strand of COVID, right? Wow. <laughs> it's, it's evolving. I know. I know. I'm pouring on. Pour it on. Damn. I, I, listen, after this year, I, I, I said this. I saw there was an article by the Washington Post talking about men and their friendships. And there's a newfound re- realization that men need more f- close friends. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, duh. But this year has been uh, a test on everybody's mental, yeah. a mental stress test. That's what this year has been. It's been a mental stress test more than anything else. So that's why I'm trying to land a plane. Just trying to land a plane. Yeah, January, here, man. I think, it, hey, Clyde, I think AG's trying to say he loves us, man. Oh, he's trying to say, but he can't do it. Hugs all around. He's in heat right now. He's in that. He's in the theater with the middle seat open. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to sit on the seat right next to you, but I can't because I'm a man." (laughs) 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 Hilarious! Hilarious! So, so in this episode, we're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, some of our favorites that we've either discussed throughout the year or something that we've you know noticed that we didn't discuss. I think we discussed a lot. Uh, but we, you know, let's just dive right in. So, you know, here at the Whiskey Hill, we're all about business, tech, and culture. Um, so let's dive in, you know, for the first thing is, uh, favorite stocks. Ooh. Um, what did you like? Uh, what stood out to you? What, what, um, what made a big impact for me? Um, you know, my fan favorite was PTON, Peloton. Oh, that's right. You yeah, know, um, for mo- multiple reasons. Uh, one, because we have one in the basement. Two, it's because they were one of the darling stocks of your stay-at-home stocks, and they were able to capitalize on, you know, already having a culture, uh, a cult following, and and then, you know, accelerating that probably three or four years faster than what they would have normally grown. Stock went from an IPO in, uh, I think it was late night, uh, was that 2018? of twenty Around $25, and it skyrocketed to in a 140 range right Ooh. now and uh one of the things that stood out was that you know um let me take that back i don't know what the hell is going on but right now it's up at 165 i just looked at it oh, uh, which is amazing and my, my, my wife is, i know my wife my wife is going to kill me because we sent we sell to her <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> there goes your. There hey, goes hey, your hey, let me. Just, I'll talk to you guys. Right, you'll get a chance to get back in at a lower price point. You're good, <laughs> but damn, that's incredible. One sixty five is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's up twenty. It's up fifteen percent today. Fourteen percent today so far. So, by the time this episode comes out later next week, uh, we'll see where it is. But that's my stock of the stock of the twenty uh, twenty. You might be living in a new apartment by yourself. Uh, my stock. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you know, I to get away from the wife on this Peloton. It's not gonna work. It's stationary, baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think my, you know, I'm going off a little bit off the beaten path is uh, with Snap. I think they're they're the 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 quiet the, the the they're like the quiet storm of the tech guys, right? They start off the year roughly, I think it was at fifteen a share, um, and they're now at fifty. I think it closed at fifty fifty one. And you're talking about fifty two a minute ago, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about uh, almost what's that two hundred percent growth in a year when no one talks about them. They hit their estimates, they hit their they hit their rev numbers. They're coming out with new products. They're taking the Facebook model and copying somebody else's product, and and they're and they they own their target. They own their target, and no one talks about them. We talked about them. You know, they were on high three was it three four years ago. And they're still out here. They're not. They're not. They're not at the scale of, of, of Facebook. They're not at the scale as quickly as TikTok, but they're still serve their purpose. So I think they're. The, I think they're the quiet winner right now. Um, and we'll see what happens with them. Um, we'll see if they continue. I think to you're both the hitting there. What'd you say? I think you're both hitting there. I think you're both hitting. I think Snap is going to continue to rise. I was, I've been trying to get into a better price. I was in it. I told you guys I got out like I think last year sometime. So I'm not in there right now. I've been trying to get a better price point. Keeps going up. Can't get in. So, uh, but then Peloton, I said the same thing. Try to get a lower price point. Can't get in. Uh, now it's going higher. So I should have just got in. But I don't, there's other plays that are good for, for, for where I'm at too. So I, I missed that. But Snap is the independent player that, you know, has a ceiling because it has no ceiling right now because uh, somebody might acquire them. Uh, well, you know, they were to get regulated. The Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, they were trying to acquire them years ago, right? And they, and yep. they chose not to. And, you know, I think it's one of those situations where you have to, like in everything in business, and even if you're an athlete or whatever, you have to recognize where you are in the mix, right? Are you going to be a <laughs> huge player? <laughs> they're not, they're, I don't, I think they recognize they can't be Facebook, right? They're, they can't be them right now at their scale. They, ha- they have to play somewhere in the middle, own it, own it, own a demographic and then run with it. And if they own a demographic, run with it and keep on delivering on different tools. And, you know, when it comes to advertising, then who, who cares? You can become, you can become yeah. a major player. You don't have to sell. I know the, the game here is to always sell. Right. Either you become the big dog or you sell. Maybe yeah. maybe that's not the case with that. Yeah, um, I'll go with their mine will be kind of boring because uh, I tried to them. I got Apple and Amazon. I think we had a uh, name it episode. Uh, name it New York. I got two more for you that you that might be sexier for you. Uh, but uh, we did that name it New York episode. Clyde put it out there. What stocks you think are going to hit it? We as we do. Whiskey, whiskey Damas, what'd you call it, AG? Whiskey Damas, we predicted. Apple, Amazon will kill it. They have. I like them because they're brands that aren't going to be broken up anytime soon, but they, sh- they, they will be eventually. Roku, I started getting into it December 2019. And mm. then that's the one I doubled down, tripled down on in March. That's the one that I, and it's been killer. <laughs> it's, it's rebounded. Everything rebounded nicely. So look for those once in a, not once in a lifetime, once every 10 year opportunities, once every eight year opportunities to get into stocks like these. Yeah, that's that. And Tesla, you got to give Tesla its props, man. We shot, we said, Hey, what the hell? This does make, this makes no damn sense. I stand corrected. Apparently it makes sense to somebody. And <laughs> so I've been playing it. If it makes sense to the world, you got to ride with them. So I started playing the stock and I'm, you know, it's making some good money for us. I get to buy my midlife crisis projects, but without actually buying them because I'm too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. No, those are some good ones. And some of the ones that were for me, and you know, I'll just touch on this really quickly for honorable mention was, Zoom, of course, which is, you know, skyrocketing. Uh, Nike, of course, who's, you know, been going down the path of disrupting the direct, uh, disrupting the retailer and going direct to consumer, um, uh, with their strategy and their business play. So, um, their stocks are at all time highs. And then DraftKings, um, those are all honorable mentions for me, but, um, you know, you got, you got a tool over there dancing because he probably owns all of these and he'll be buying the next bottle of, uh, a whiskey that, you know, for us, <laughs> once we can get back outside. But, uh, so no, that's, that, that was pretty interesting, uh, for this year. But, you know, this kind of leads into the next topic. Um, you know, we talked about the stocks, but then more importantly, let's talk about the IPOs. Um, this year was a big year for IPOs. I think a big driver of that was centered around the new administration coming into office and, some of these uh, companies who didn't know where the administration was going to lean or, you know, if Donald Trump was going to get back in or Biden was going to come in and update the laws and make it a little bit more tougher. Because typically when you know what your, you know, administration is about, what they're doing, you know, this is move forward. 
the unknown is a little scary. So a lot of these companies move forward with their IPOs. Um, you know, AG, I'll let you kick it off first. What was what was the your favorite IPO of the year? Company I, I told you guys about earlier, you know, from the jump, Snowflake. Ah, all right. Ah. Uh, I think that's gonna be class too, because he yeah, made some of, money of on course, it. Of course. Of course. Because it's it's the it's no one no one when it comes down to sexy products and sexy stocks, no one talks about cloud cloud based warehousing and storage. No one talks about it. Although we all use some form of the cloud, no one talks about how 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 sexy uh, cloud cloud storage is. No one because it's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about about cloud based tools, but Snowflake. Money is sexy, all right. So hold that. Money is sexy. Money, so hold up. Money is sexy. Yeah, Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway doubled down on 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 Snowflake and. They deliver, and they've what their what their stock rose forty percent since they IPO'd in September or something like that. So, yep, it's a, I don't see there. That's a stock I don't see leveling off. Right there, they're going to have incremental thing. growth. They have intermittent inter, inter, incremental growth. Jeez, but I think what's going to become bigger and bigger over the next year, two years, is the more conversations around cloud. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like we said before in the previous episodes, we it, it's not always talked about because the three big guys are part. It's part of a larger portfolio of their of companies. Yeah. AWS, yeah. With, you know, Amazon, AWS, Microsoft, with Azure, Google Cloud. So you get into these sectioned off companies who handle particular areas of the cloud. Then you know you don't people don't talk about it because one, it's hard to understand the cloud. But Snowflake is my is my pick. All right. That's dope. That's dope. I, I love that. And, um, you know, I did take your advice when you were telling us about it and I did buy into it and, oh. you know, got a little return. So you're not going to get any commission on that, but I just want to let you know. <laughs> uh, but for me, um, I'm going to say Palantir. So this is one that's up uh, 270% since it's oh. I- IPO in September of uh, 2020. Um, interesting enough, this is a big data company. So driving on the, you know, the data and in the kind of mysterious world of, you know, how big governments have been playing and they leaning into their U.S. government contracts and trying to bring it to the B2B space. Um, our guy, uh, Peter Till, who's, you know, a, a great investor, but, you know, pretty crappy when it comes to ethics and, you know, <laughs> everything else. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one of the one of the PayPal mafia guys, he was one of the founders and. Not finally, but we're in the early investors and, um, you know, he's made a shit ton of money off of this one. But, uh, Palantir is my, uh, IPO uh, of the year. I think they, I think, uh, you know, considering all things, they're, they're probably one of the greatest gainers of the year. Favorite IPO for me, Airbnb. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. And it's also going to be my best turnaround business, right? So, um, early June or something, March, July. I mean, they, this company looked like it was going to hit the rocks. Uh, literally it was Titanic hitting an iceberg <laughs> March, April. Cause nobody, they, and they were, they were doing everything in their power to make everyone right. The leasers, the people who own the homes and the people who are renting, who then all of a sudden couldn't go to those homes because of the pandemic. They tried to make them all right by giving them capital. Love that. Um, 25% of their workforce was laid off 1900 people back in July. In March, literally they were left for dead, right? Cut down a lot of people. Silver Lake Capital. And a couple other folks raised, helped them raise a billion dollars at an $18 billion valuation in the summer. When they went IPO, 88 billion, almost 4X, right? Um, so it's just, it's more than 4X, 4 5X. So even the most recent investors, 4 5X their money. So that Silver Lake deal, think about it this way. I'm going to get in on it because it's nerdy. They gave them like a 12% debt allocation percent. So at a 1 billion valuation. So at, if they 4 5X it, they basically now have three to 4 billion net positive in that valuation. That's a beautiful deal. And, and Chesky, even though he let, had to lay off a lot of those people, he made them right. Cause there were 600 million in uncalled options that went at the IPO. Yeah. That would have been those folks. He's making them right somehow, not completely whole, but you know, he had to make a business, business decision. So good to them. The three founders there. We only hear about Brian Chesky though. Yeah. Mm. Nice one, man. Nice. Cause that's the nice. only real turnaround business that you can really think of for me to, this year, but nice one. Nice snatch. <laughs> <laughs> did, out, did out of order, but I, I love it. I love it. And that was a good, uh, IPO. And, and then for me, uh, you know, I'll, I'll dive into a couple, I don't know, mentions that I had on my list. Um, some were, you know, obvious like, um, 
um, well, maybe not as obvious, but Warner Music Group was a, an IPO this year of, you know, adjusting for, you know, the world of music and IPO and, you know, in the music industry, which was a business that uh, was taken private, fixed up, launched again. It's only up 31%, but it's interesting to see how they're consolidating the music industry. Another one, um, you know, Detroit-based rocket companies, right? We're talking about uh, Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cavaliers, uh, got all of his money solid, from solid owner there. Nice. Yeah, okay, solid nice. owner. Uh, so that was one that went public this year. That was pretty interesting. You know, not amazing growth around 20% since the launch of uh, their IPO in uh, August of 2020. Um, but, you know, I think there's some long, a long play there because rates are going to be zero for a while. <laughs> I think I read somewhere until like 2022 or 2023. So people are going to get mortgages. Yeah. The need for uh, working from home and leaving urban city dwelling environments and people when they go into the suburbs are going to increase. So that's something that's going to be uh, interesting to watch as they continue to grow because they're really leading um, the mortgage game. And then uh, one more where I'll uh, just dive into was around the healthcare space. Uh, GoodRx, which uh, IPO IPO this year as well in September. But um, it's just going to be interesting to watch because, you know, not amazing growth growth but they uh they're up 33 percent. but the the game is getting uh a little crowded because amazon came into the market and i think when amazon launched their uh, uh healthcare pill business or medicare business GoodRx they immediately dropped so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the competitive landscape changes um yeah and GoodRx continue to, to continue to grow so uh and then the last one i'll just say this one just because Damn, it's, uh, name it's all of them of the year, man. Come on, <laughs> he's like, hey, he, no, he's man, just going he's, down there. Oh. Yeah, these are high. I want to just make sure people are no DoorDash. I won't spend a lot okay. of time on it, but DoorDash was one that After wanted to make sure I include it. So but sure. ladies and gentlemen, this is why the Oscars are not run by minorities. Because we're like, hey man, everybody's a winner. <laughs> Let me just every company I know, I'm gonna tell you about it. Two, three, and four. We're gonna everybody come up. Come up. Get the award. All of them. Yeah. Like, you trophies, get, all right? You get the award. You get the award. You get the award. I know, I know, I know. I'll right. keep I won't. Yeah. All right, all right. And then and then the uh the, the next one I want to dive into is uh Favorite BBP um, biz. So, um, for the listeners, we'll throw, dive into the BBP. What does that mean for, for okay. us? Oh, uh, black and brown people. <laughs> <laughs> Still sophisticated. Very, Still very simple. <laughs> it's <laughs> black, brown people. <laughs> Don't ask me how to spell it, though, right? <laughs> uh, go ahead. One of you guys jump off. You know what? I'll, well, I'll kick it off. Okay. I'll kick it off. Okay. Uh, Better not take. Oh man, the, the threat is real. So uh, what I want to do is I want to highlight um, Greenwood uh, Bank. Um, it's a uh, initiative that's going to be launched by Killer Mark, Killer, Killer Mike. Uh, you might know him from you know as a rapper, Run the Jewels, etc. Uh, Ryan, I mean Andrew Young, former mayor of Atlanta. Ryan Glover, who used to be um, he's a big investor, and then. Um, and then um, some more investors who are in the uh, in the space, but they essentially are targeting you know black and brown um, people so that they can bring you know financial uh, technology to have people bank through mobile apping. So uh, it's modern banking for, as they put it, modern break banking for the culture. All right, so go ahead, Anthony. So I want to highlight one guy. You know, we we, we haven't talked about him, but. He actually, when we were all doing a name it, our name it thing, he spoke at, spoke at our, one of our sessions, uh, Robert Refton. Uh, yep. With Compass, yep. Compass Real Estate. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and, and we, totally, we totally forgot. We met, we had this guy on our name it panel years ago when the day he was, the night, the day before he launched it. It was, it was, yeah. I remember that. And Compass and from the real estate side of the world is one of the game changers in their business, real estate technology. Mm-hmm. Um, how many agents they have on their, on their site that offer these different marketing tools for, you know, especially New York City, San Francisco, all over the country. Um, if you are not, everybody knows in the real estate side, if you're not on Compass, you're not really doing your thing. So I want to highlight him because he kind of, what, I think the company Compass is now at like a $4 billion valuation or a little higher or something of the, of the sort, but, Killers, and you know, right. black uh, black owner, 
you know, it's a co to one of the co-founders, excuse me. And uh, yeah, that, that's my. I'm going to surprise you with this. I know Clyde's going to be crazy about this. Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about. The, I've never been on the app, Stop and I've been on the website. Stop. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. It's a BBP. It's a BBP. Uh, one of them. One of the founders. So okay, here's the thing. Uh, pros and cons. Have they gotten the financial literacy thing going for people that are younger investors? Love it. Game game is tight. I got I gotta say it's great. Um, and now people are interested. They're you know so hey. I know I've crapped on them a lot. Yeah. SoftBank, I've crapped on them. But you know what? I give them props when it's, when it's due. Yeah. So you get in the financial literacy. Lose, get some lumps. Lose a little bit of money here and there. Make some money. Um, get it right, though, as long as you come out of it learning something. There are some cons to it, though. There's some cons to it that you're making these people who are investors. <laughs> Ricky Retail. Retail Ricky. Right? Pretty Ricky. What, pretty Ricky, what they call them. <laughs> and, and, like, you know, people like Bitcoin Bobby. <laughs> like, so these are people that think they're... They, I hope they go take it the next step and actually start reading properly. It's not a game. So that's the one con of it that people think it's a game. Like, oh, it's put money. Stock market only goes up, yo. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't. Um, I can see like some guys like, yeah, I'm an investor. Some dude probably sitting in Bama. I don't know where he's sitting. I'm an investor. You know, I had five dollars. Or Jersey or Jersey. Yeah. I had five dollars and I didn't want to get a happy meal that day. I said, shit. I'm going to buy one one thousandth share of Apple and I'm an investor. I'm having lunch with Tim Apple next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's my guy because I'm an investor. So, you know, I, I own that company. So I'm just scared of those types of folks. But if you can take it further and learn, um, go for it. Financial literacy is huge and we miss out on that in our K through 12 education. And only if you go find it in college education, are you going to get it? So I like that about Robin Hood. It's a good one. You know, I was thinking about that one too. I would think that was a solid, that's a solid pick because although everybody on CNBC and a fool <laughs> just, <laughs> just crapped on it, you, you got, you got to respect the access that it has given people yeah. that if you didn't have that and you know, you have all the different other, other sites, they have their minimums that are sometimes out of some people's ranges. So depending on how you want to look at it, you know, there's the less is more strategy, yeah, less people involved in the market, the better for everybody else. For for the select few, I mean, the more people involved in it, on it, you know, helps give people access to create more wealth. And the OGs, man, they're coming for you, Castor. Just be careful, because we then we we play on what you're playing on. <laughs> we make money for ourselves, <laughs> you know, saying because it's a market. Oh yeah. Anyway, I agree. I, like, <laughs> I, I agree. I think. I think. I think that the key, like you said, is with, with Robinhood, is whether those investors in a year. Still, still are investing. Yeah, you know, do they all just start cashing out? <laughs> but I hope they stay long because this is this is a, an easy way to create wealth long term for generational wealth as well. So that's all. I hope they keep listening to us because hey, let's let's help them. I think we're doing that. All right, cool. Clyde, move us along. All right, let's do it. So uh, another exciting one that I threw a t- tried to jump into earlier. So I'll make him go first. Is uh, company favorite company pivots? You know, it's been twenty twenty. COVID has uh, pretty much shattered the way that people are doing business. Uh, traditional tactics aren't working anymore. And you have to adjust based on not only uh, conditional factors, but, you know, financial factors as well as you don't have consumers anymore. Uh, so what was your favorite uh, company pivot? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to change the game on this one. You know, since this is business culture and tech, I'm going to go on the cultural side and I'm going to okay. shot I want to shout out some people because of this crazy year, a uh, 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 pandemic year, and I'm going to shout out teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Just teachers, okay? <laughs> not not elementary school teachers, not high school teachers, not middle school, just teachers, right? The sheer fact that they had to adjust when everybody said go to hell home and send all your kids home, you too. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh yeah, we have these we have these tools that we use, and and you need to adjust to teach kids who are six years old in front of a computer or a tablet or a phone, unfortunately, or middle school or high school. And they had to teach some of you guys funky kids to listen <laughs> <laughs> and and actually do the work. Because when it got to mm-hmm. high school, the kids in middle school and high school stayed up all night playing video games and had to wake up, actually had to you know, focus and do um, schoolwork in front of a laptop and mission that's, missing that social interaction that you need at that age, especially. We need it all as adults. But you need it really at that age to yeah. um, stay focused, 
and to get the extra help. But no, you had to do it in front of a computer. And these teachers have adapted well and they're still adapting because a lot of people and, you know, I still don't have their kids in school and they're still teaching through uh, Google classrooms or Blackboard, whatever it is. And they're still doing their thing and then get paid extra. So I'm going to shout out the teachers. That's my company. All right. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> teachers have kept the same. And so like uh, kudos to that. And Anthony, I, I completely agree with you on that one. So yes. they've helped them. our teachers for our two monkeys. I'm just seeing them first. And that's really like kind of access to <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal on point meeting with my mom, my wife, my mom, my wife and I independently like, Hey, let's chat. Let's say, and these are things we, cause we asked them, can you, are you okay, okay to meet? They're doing it. They're making all the extra time, assigning extra homework. We want to push those kids cause we're tiger moms, just like our parents were. <laughs> so they've been great, man. Uh, teachers hats off. And I'm going to give them out in my shit. You should know later on too. Um, should I just go? Cause I'm on, <laughs> um, I'm going to give Airbnb from a capital and debt structure point is my pivot. That's one. Just the capital and debt restructuring. If you think about that, that what they did there, phenomenal, brilliant. Starbucks, I'm going to give you that. They're shutting them down a lot of the retail locations and revamping them and getting out of leases that are not necessary anymore, as they're seeing. And they're doing a lot of drive-through spaces, A, B, smaller, quicker in and outs. And they're trying to get a bunch. Of, so if you saw like in Manhattan, we, I think we had like 500 Starbucks at one point. If we, I don't know. So if every block, ha- every couple blocks has one, what they're going to do is they're going to remove three and put in five smaller in and out type quick shots in those spaces. And they, they're just doing phenomenal things. Schultz and all the crew and all the people that came after him, you got to admire them. Starbucks. And the stock's killing it. I think people love, people still love America, right? So they still, they still love American brands like Nike and Starbucks. I think Nike, Starbucks, and I got them both. So, you know, hope, hope they roll the rise. Love it. Love it. Love it. And for me, I'm going to pick um, streaming providers who decided to cut out <clears throat> Who decided to cut out uh, movie theaters? Um, <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Left your yeah. industry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. The whole industry. So, you know, the, the favorite pivot there was, you know, <laughs> was like going, going, to, going direct to consumers <laughs> with the movie industry. Uh, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly over here, man. Come on. <laughs> you, know you, you know what that does? That's taking a, take away so many people's first date at 16, year, six, six, 16 years old. You know how many first dates are going out the window? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clive, look, Clive, finish. I got to pivot for these companies later on. Go ahead, Clive. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's my, I mean, you know, whether it's Disney, uh, whether it's uh, Universal, <clears throat> Whether it's, uh, you know, any other, any other major streaming services are going to take their movies direct to consumer. I think it's going to be very impactful from the standpoint of getting consumers to, con- uh, to watch more of their movies at home. Uh, I think the revenue side is going to be a lot, a little bit lower to start, but I think over time they'll pivot and, and figure out a way to make up that lost revenue by getting exposed to more consumers. So the biggest pivot for me are the, uh, streaming, streaming providers because, uh, people are investing in their home. I mean, I go back to the, you know, where I'm talking about rocket mortgages and people are going to be, you know, going from urban centers to their home and making their home more of a luxury experience from the standpoint of, you know, being able to watch their shows, work out, do everything else. So bringing uh, streaming movies to the home is going to be very impactful. I think all of 2021, uh, Universal decided to send all their uh, movies direct to their streaming service of, um, was it HBO Max? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that Wonder Woman, baby. Woo. 1984. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, and, you know, we'll, hopefully, you know, we'll figure out a way to have a, a better model. And I think a film is going to add something to that. One pivot opportunity for like the national amusements who own these AMC theaters or chains, whatever. One thing they could do, Netflix and Amazon should start gobbling up some of these, maybe 75% of the land based locations, whatever, the actual physical theaters. And into their model, into their subscription model, hey, you get, you get, uh, whatever that chess gambit movie, gambit, right? What, you get early releases. Yeah. Queen's gambit. Thank you. That was beautiful. So, hey, you get to see it a week early and with people like you or whatever like that in your, in your crew. And I think that's an opportunity. Netflix could start doing that. Amazon, Disney, we've talked about this before, create experiences around it. Maybe 60, 70% of those still survive those physical spaces. That's all. Yeah. I think pivot that, opportunity. Yeah. That's a genius idea. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a way you could just start it yourself, you know, figure out a way to do partnerships and get it going. Don't steal our idea, fans. Don't steal our idea. 
It will. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yes. So this has been uh, some of our favorites. We have more, but before we dive in deep, we are the Whiskey Hue, and one of the most important parts of this is that we drink whiskey while we're doing this. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to spend some time talking about some of our favorite whiskeys, um, you know, that we had a chance to experience or throughout the episodes and about this season. I think we were on our 42nd episode with a number of bonus episodes throughout. So I think we've done probably almost a show a week, uh, yeah. close to 60 shows and tasted a lot of whiskey. Uh, some have been great. Some have been uh, not so, so not so, not so good, a little average. And then some were just bad. Uh, <laughs> some have been 10, some have been Lafroy. What are you trying to say? Oh, man, there you go. Oh, chat, Another sponsor out the window, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, you know, what, what's your favorite? What, what's been your favorite whiskey of, of, of the year 2020? Mine, mine, mine was Arbor Black. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, that was my, cause you know what? That, that was one. It was a Christmas gift, a Christmas gift. Sorry, Chase, birthday gift right before birthday the pan- pandemic hit. And then, uh, yeah, man, I, I, it was a limited edition bottle and, you know, there's no more bottle. Well, the bottle's here. There's nothing in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic helped it go by a little faster. But and what, it, was, it, and was a, it had a great, great taste to it. Um, and I was, I was completely off guard, caught off guard because, you know, I, you know, as you guys know, and the fool has, uh, pointed out in many episodes that I'm the uh, newbie to the whiskey drinking world. <laughs> and, uh, and that one caught me off guard. Um, nice. but that one started really opening my eyes to, uh, uh, a more, uh, fine-tuned refined uh whiskeys all right man i just didn't want you crashing beer cans on your head anymore man just get a scotch don't worry, get a glass don't worry, You're safe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah no, that's a good one uh ag and, and you know for the, for our listeners who want to go back and listen to the episode where we talked about our back black it was episode 10 where we featured um what wtf is homeschool better yet <laughs> W F H. So that that was one of the episodes that we nice. that we featured. Uh, what about you, Arthur? I'm gonna go with that. Uh, we had a sponsor, Arbalor. Remember they came on Arbalor, uh-huh. and they had that one that we all three gravitated towards. It had that vanilla spike. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I it have it. So one, it's, right? it's it was the second one. It was the second one we tried that, and she Abuna. was Gemma Abuna. Abuna, yeah, Abuna Mamatata, whatever, yeah. So Gemma, <laughs> Gemma from the Irish lady sitting in Ireland telling us about the Scottish Scotch. I mean, it was beautiful. I loved it. She was awesome, and it was a fun. That was a nice tasting we did with her, and I, I really appreciated that drink. We, I love it. We, it was, it was, it turned into because it was such a long. The episode went longer than usual because we were going, we were going through the tasting notes and and how to really drink it. And man, by the time we hit that 30, 40 minute mark. <laughs> It was downhill. It, up, man. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was just like, oh man, we're trying to. Keep, I was in here looking at myself and on the screen, like I gotta keep it together. Try to keep it together. <laughs> oh man, we talked about spicy nuts. Well, I did. And they called me out on on screen. I'm like, all right, yeah, I probably should have dropped that up. <laughs> but anyway, hilarious. I, like I still go with my Koval and Oba Oban are still my go tos. I'll always have them in Singleton. I'll always have my cabinet. Always. Anytime, fellas. But yeah, go ahead. Yep. And, and for our listeners who want to check out the uh, Whiskey Hue tasting with Ablor Whiskey, is episode 31 uh, that we did. It was it was a pretty good, uh, interesting episode. And for me, I'm going to go with my uh, one of my one of my earlier Uncle Nearest. Uh, Uncle Nearest is uh, pretty good for me. I really enjoy it from the standpoint of uh, the premiumness. And the, you know, the strong, the strong flavor, the little, it's like a sweet vanilla type flavor that I love to enjoy. So Uncle Nearest 1856 is one that I really enjoy. We actually featured just twice, once as a bonus episode where we were um, partnering with Name New York, where we did an episode around idea to IPO. And then we did it with an earlier episode um, where we featured Uncle Nearest, which was episode nine, where we talked about dot bust. Unicorn, direct to consumers, BBPs, and uh, with our special guest of Uncle Nearest, 1856. So that's uh, those are some of the whiskeys that we were loving in 2020. Nice. All right. And then let's talk about some more of our faves. All right. Uh, so we talked about, we dove into stocks, IPOs, BBPs, uh, company pivots, uh, something that's near and dear to Thule's heart, music tracks. 
I'll let you go first. Oh, uh, you know I'm going to go one that I saw that I played a lot. Savage. <laughs> Make the Stanley and Beyonce classy, bougie, ratchet. It's just hot. And the remix is always hot. <laughs> I love it. That's my start. That's my track. Uh, I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> we just got to go next topic. <laughs> Clyde's about to call it WAP. WAP was great. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, wow, man. You, like, you threw it off. We shouldn't have, you shouldn't have let him go first. We should never yeah, have let him go first. Never let him go first. All right. Let, you got we'll go first. Um, all right. So. I don't know if I have a, a favorite music track this year because you know it, it you know it was just basic. But what I have is favorite music moment. Uh oh. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm sorry. I got to change it because I'm like I don't have a favorite music track this year. But I have to go with the versus battles. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm gonna have to go with two versus battles, and I know it. it and versus has changed to a regional thing of where you grew up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so I, I have I have for me it was the fabulous versus Jadakiss battle, mm, okay. and 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 Beanie Man versus Bougie Banta, and, and and that was for me. For I, I grew up in in North Jersey, so like this That's is hot. this is where this is this is our thing. Like I know this weekend there was E forty and Too Short, and I was like, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> This is like, ah, it's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. I will I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you the award, man. Best pivot to an IPO that 12 X's day one. Well done, man. That was good. Moment, music moment. I like that. The versus battle. That was good. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. If I if if I was, I bet you, if I was like in my 20s or something, I could have named out three, four songs that I thought were great. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm going to pick on. Uh, um, there's been a lot of. A lot of protests, right? There's, you know, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, um, you know, senseless violence, killings, Aubrey, uh, um, uh, I, forget, I forget his last name. Um, but, you know, a lot of senseless killings that's been going on. Uh, and there's been a lot of protest music. One for me that stood out was Lil Baby, right? Lil ah. Baby, uh, one of the hottest up and coming or newer rappers, uh, especially for this millennial and Gen Z generation. He had a song called The Bigger Picture where he talked about, you know, killing and system violence and then, you know, trying to make a change and having a bigger picture. So I've been talking about Lil Baby as my uh, favorite track for 2020. I will admit my 13, 14 year old godson has put me on to Lil Baby. You know, I'm trying to keep up with the uh, younger generation and uh, I will have to admit that I'm pretty pleased. But, uh, you know, that's the one that wanted to stick out for me. And it's not only Lil Baby, but, you know, he's the one that stood out for me. But I think Rick Ross had a song and couple of other people had, you know, protest, protest music songs where they were highlighting the tragedies that were out in the world. Nice, man. Nice. That well done. Nice. You do, you do pay attention to the young generation a little bit more. Like, I try to, man. You know, as a marketer, we have to, cause you know, we can't be, you can't be worried about your old guys trying to advertise well, the old guys. You know, you're, you're not changing your habits. Yeah. Hey, man, we got the money though, right? So I'm just saying. No, I'm I'm kidding. Kidding. But you're not changing, you're not changing your habits though. That's the thing. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you won't see me in skinny fit shorts anytime soon. I'm, I'm skinny fit shorts. Yeah. Little baby and his followers can do that. Tight suits. Jordan jeans forever. Jordan jeans forever. <laughs> and, and wingtip shoes. <laughs> you get one pair of jeans, everybody in the family can wear them. Mom jeans, all right? What's wrong with that? That's economical. Oh, hilarious, hilarious. All right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we got a couple couple hot ones to close out on, but uh one that I want to highlight, uh most memorable moment of the year. Ooh. Uh what stood out to you as you know, twenty twenty is is a lot. I mean, everything from wildfires in January to I mean, December isn't over yet, so I'm just going to yeah. hold my breath. <laughs> hold your breath. <laughs> hold my breath. So, you know, what was what was the most memorable moment of the year? Um, I'm going to go with where you just kind of let off of it, is uh, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Because I think, you know, you had the pandemic already happening, so people were already in, 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 a, in a headspace. But to see that, see a life being taken from Cecil George Floyd on camera, um, sparked, sparked, uh, the, uh, protests across the world. It wasn't just in the United, you know, within, uh, geez, it was at Minnesota, right? Um, mm-hmm. but then it just, it, it moved across the world because it started pushing out the anger that, you know, 
one black people had across the world, black Americans is, you know, especially, but it really sparked the fire that led to a, you know, you know, you can arguably say it pretty much led to, uh, our presidential election results, at least in my mind. Again, I'm no expert in politics. So, but, um, that one for me, I think in, in five years, it's the thing that's going to stay in my mind about 2020. No, that's a good one. And, and to piggyback on that, you know, even from a corporate culture, a lot of corporations starting to at least take a look at their boards, looking at their, um, people on their team, senior staff, chief executives, and, you know, trying to get more minorities to represent what the, the world looks like. And there's been a lot of pressure put on them, uh, specifically for those type of moments that, that that's been dri- driving, uh, a lot of change that hopefully it, it continues to go, um, keep happening. But, you know, I think that's a really good one. And what about you? I don't even know where to go from those are great. I don't know where to go. So I'm just going to say, Hey, my, for one week, my wife had to be gone to uh, help another family member just get, you know, with some health issues. So I was doing the role of both parents in school. So I got really close to my kids for that, that week. So I'm just going to shout out member moment for me. I have a different connection with them now. Always had, we always love our kids, right? Sometimes you always love them. Sometimes you don't <laughs> like them, but you know, but um, I, since then I can see that they see a value in me as well. So it's just been a beautiful thing. That's happened, happened like a month ago. And it's just been a different connection. Like, you know, when they're acting up, I'm like, uh oh, they see me coming. They're like, they don't have the feel like I had with my dad because my dad and he would just whip my ass. You know? <laughs> um, but I don't do that stuff. But like, so, but they, but then they get it. They're like, oh, you know what? Dad's on our side. So let's, let's listen to him. So that's my memory. Of it's like they, nice. they didn't see the value in me. <laughs> that was the funniest part of that. Yeah. Don't you remember when you're that age, you don't see that your parents oh, are yeah. human beings until you go to college. I don't, oh, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I thought they were like just machines just yelling at me all the time. Tiger moms. <laughs> right, you right, got, right. You got an A minus. Don't you love me? Get the belt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I'll, I'll piggyback on yours because I want to add some context because I think that I would, I would almost admit or say that probably COVID uh, probably helped you with that, right? Because yeah. if you think about it, you wouldn't have had that moment or engagement if, you know, unfortunately, a, a major pandemic and a lot of tragedies have, have taken place or so having more time with your kids. So I, I add to yours and say COVID-19 is probably something that that is a part of that moment as well. Yep. Nice. And for me, I'm going to um, a lot of them out there, COVID, you know, protesting around injustice around black people. There's stuff going on in Nigeria with SARS, uh, a lot of memorable moments. But for me, that really hit home and just kind of made, you know, me as a person stand up and look uh, was the death of Kobe Bryant and, you know, those other passengers in the helicopter. Um, you know, we talked about their Australian wildfires, which happened first in January. Then Kobe died in February. And, you know, a lot of people who were fans or grew up on Kobe really had to take a look and say, you know, you're not going to live forever. We have those moments to say, you know, I love you or those moments to, you know, just show up for someone, uh, do it because you never know, uh, when something tragic or unexpected to happen. And the moment around Kobe where everyone came together, uh, they showed love. Um, and you know, it was just a different experience. So I will say that unfortunately the tragic death of Kobe, uh, inspired a lot of people to stand up and take notice around life and, the, the most enjoyable moments of um, uh, a time and just enjoying the moment of being there. So that's something for me that 2020 really impacted. And, you know, it just kind of led into COVID because it, it just, it just accelerated that, um, you know, Kobe made you sit and think COVID made you go in the house and really, <laughs> and really sit down and just be thankful for what you have and just trying to be safe. So uh, that, that, that was a memorable moment for me. I remember watching the Pro Bowl, and, you know, hearing the Pro Bowl announcer say, saying that, you know, helicopter crash, Kobe Bryant and seven other, six or seven other passengers were in. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on? You know, went to TMZ, of course, because that's my number one lead <laughs> news source first. If they don't have it, it's not real, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> they break everything, man. They break everything. They break everything. Yeah. And then just kind of went from there. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the most memorable moment for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I think we're going to close it out um, with something that's um, been highlighted. I think that uh, I'll just say the title and get out the way. (laughs) (laughs) Clowns of the year. (laughs) AG, tell us what you got. Uh, um, Tell us what it means as well. 
my clowns of the year go to a select group of the Republican Party who chose oh, uh, business okay. over science and watch over 300,000 people die in America. Got to call them out, unfortunately, um, because that's going to live on their conscience years from now. And you just got to be honest. You know, there was a bad it was a bad move because you chose business over science, over people's lives and chose to put people in harm's way. And that's what we shouldn't do as Americans. Simple point blank period. No, that's great. Definitely clowns. Definitely clowns. I got a couple of this one, man. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like Clyde. I'm, I'm going to be like Tristan Thomas approaches <laughs> marriages. Multiple, multiple choice, right? <laughs> I'm going Rudy Giuliani. Rudy the Rudy the runny nose reindeer, man. Um, his hair was running. He, he tooted on camera in a trial. And then he got side eye from the lady who was going on a rant. She kept going on. Um, 20K a day he's making from the, you know, the Trump uh, White House uh, to defend him and just they've made a mockery of our democracy. And I'm not doing a conservative versus liberal thing. I'm just in all these buffoons getting together and standing up. Hey, let's let's stand up against the Constitution, against these the, the way the vote went down. OK, sit down. You, you lost. OK, uh, it is what it is. I think Donald J. Trump in one way. All he has to do is wear a mask or acknowledge that BL movement, BL, Black Lives Movement actually should exist or I don't support white nationalism. He only had to say one or one of those two, two of those three things. He would have won. Yep. We saw the turnout. He couldn't do it. And that's on him. So I'm just going to put the, I, guess, I think I'm saying what Anthony said. <laughs> All the above. And I, I'm saying, hey, let's put it against both liberals and conservatives. You both, we should have had a second and third stimulus check by now for the people that need it. Yep. Us three are fine, but people are hurting right now and they just got the second one out and it's a political play. All right. No, those, those, are, those are good. And for me, I'm going to um, kill place a whole sponsors. bunch of people in the category. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I will say uh, clowns of the year will go to people who have used Zoom inappropriately and been caught. <laughs> oh. Zoom, new changing technology. <laughs> At one point, one specific person, because I know that there's a lot of people out there who's who's done stuff on Zoom, where they left the mute button off, cut somebody out, left the camera on, doing inappropriate acts. <laughs> so clowns of the year goes to those who <laughs> use Zoom inappropriately. <laughs> go on tubing, baby. Uh, oh, oh, man, man. There you go. Uh, you call singling somebody out. There you go. Uh, but no, that was that was a clown of the year for me. Um because I think every you guys stroke touch, like touch, 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 touch everybody. <laughs> oh, broad strokes. <laughs> when your brand becomes a verb, Google Zoom tubing. I mean, it is what it is, man. <laughs> forever, forever in the plethora. All right, nice one, man. Nice. Uh, What's the best internet platform for you guys? Or just app, like AOL app, uh, uh, digital platform. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, hey, hey, little baby oh. listener, little baby listener, AOL, no, I'm saying TikTok, Shopify, Zoom. I'm thinking like Zoom's been around ten years. March, April, everyone went to Zoom, right? They their usage increased like ten million to like three hundred million, and they didn't ah. skip a beat. I Google crashed last week. Zoom still ran, man, with all these people. So you got to say TikTok. Um, who knows where it ends up? Only fans. I'm, I've never been on it, but I've heard they've paid two billion dollars. You ain't got the lie, Craig. You ain't got the lie. You know you <laughs> <laughs> they, pay, they, they but they've paid two billion dollars out in fees to their creators. I don't even think TikTok has done that, and TikTok's a hotter play right now. So that's these are incredible platforms, man. You know, you give the the young young lady in uh, Ohio an opportunity to get a come up during the Corona. Right? So, <laughs> I'm go. I'm also. I'm tossing Twitter in there because Twitter became uh, as it got it got more charged politically uh, from like August September to roughly to November. Twitter became for me like a go to source of like quick bites for news. Like I'll hear I'll read something someone say, said it. And I'm like oh, oh let me go check the news sites. So that was my start place when it comes to news. Um, and Facebook in my, you know, Facebook timeline, I recognize I have friends that probably shouldn't be friends anymore with. <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> I started deleting a lot of people and I just don't want to be associated with. Uh, I would say, um, streaming platform, uh, favorite of the year. 
you know, Netflix is the 800 pound gorilla right there. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very impressed as we talked about multiple times with Disney Plus. Okay. Mm. And, and, yep. and, and, and the show Mandalorian. Whoa. Season two. Whoa. Caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that just happened. Okay. okay. I won't say anything else. Yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> I love, yeah. All of them, man. Amazon Prime, all of them, all yeah. of them. Apple, Apple even got some show coming up. We watched, oh no, HBO Max undoing. My friend was a producer on it. Oh, so I've seen it. Uh, it's good. I just, we just saw it. It's, it's, it's also it, to me. No, but I, I had me, the thing is, it had me twisted up. I, I didn't know. I kept thinking it was, they're making it too obvious. So I kept thinking it was someone else. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. great content to consume. All right. For all of yeah. yeah. Uh, can I say best content for me? Yeah. I know AJ's going to shit on it, but the Michael Jordan Last Dance series, just because I remember where I was. It was good. It was good. Every shot. And it even converted. It's funny because AJ has go. taken 10 years to just shoot a shot at me every time. But it's funny. You know, when he got quiet, when he watched The Last Dance, he's like, you know what? Michael Jordan was great. Not, hold and on. He shut the hell up. He shut the hell up for a while. No, so, actually, no, I'm kidding. That's all right. Last Dance you know was what? very good. Last day, I'll I'll say one thing about the Bulls, one thing about the Bulls I remember is how mad we used to be at Scottie Pippen because we didn't know what was going to show up. We love him now. Hey, they did it. But, man, that dude, half the season, that sixth season, he sat out. And then he's got he's crying about something else. And he played along someone like that that beefed him up to say, Toughen up, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go win some championships. And now, now we love him. But he used to put us through some shit back in the day. And he was the only other go-to guy on that team. You saw B.J. Armstrong, Bill Cartwright. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the rest of them. So anyway, that's just I mean, content here. I mean, it was just it was. I loved it. I will say, oh. hardware device of the year, device company of the year will be Apple, of course. Uh, for them to go in and update the iPhone. They updated on, um, they updated the, the Mac, created their own, uh, chips and they'll probably have a, you know, own speakers now, um, uh, own headphones. Uh, so they, they've just been changing the game in 2020. So, uh, Apple is device, hardware device of the year. That's a good, nice. I don't have any other. Yeah. So I'll, st- I'll, I'll rock with yours. I'll rock with yours on the Apple on the hardware side. That's, that's all I really have. Uh, car, car, car pivot of the year. I would, I would, I would give it up to uh, GM. Oh, GM. Ah, GM. Yeah, you know Tesla's been eating their lunch. Uh, I think the capitalization for Tesla is more than probably majority of all car companies in the in the world. With uh, I think they're what seven hundred and eighty billion dollars is what their market cap is, or somewhere close yeah. to that. Um, while you know General Motors have you know sales revenue. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, those, those small things in the world. Uh, but they, they made great pivots. You know, they invested in the EV for Hummer. Um, I think they have a number of other EV vehicles coming out in the near future. So they're really getting the space and really compete. So I think GM is one to watch, um, for, you know, car company that, that's, that's out in the marketplace. The so, only, the only L they took was that the due diligence on Nikola. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Get in, get out. But you're, you're, they killed it. And I'll, I think there's going to be a nice launch of, uh, products from them. Yeah. I think that was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a due diligence play, but I think you had to, you had to have the conversation. I want to give, give it to the American car companies who, who, who oh. now have, who now have everybody in their mama, no matter not in the South anymore or the Midwest driving a pickup truck. Okay. <laughs> massive. Okay. And everybody's buying those things start off like, Seven hundred, eight hundred dollars on a monthly payment. Okay, those things are like luxury vehicles now, but everybody mm-hmm. has one. So I get. I want to give it to the marketing teams out of Detroit, who are who have everybody yeah. wanting to buy a damn pickup truck. You got. You got a point though. They're not even making cars at the clip they used to. They stopped like production on some like. Yeah, you're completely right. How man. many pickup trucks? That's people crazy. Driving, you're like really in New Jersey, <laughs> right? And like two, I know it. Two door pickup trucks. No, I know a dude that's got a seven series. Yeah, I know a dude that's got a seven series Beamer, and he's got you got another. One, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a pickup truck." I'm like, "What? The, what? What for, man?" He's, <laughs> he's, he's like, "Man, they're hot." <laughs> anyway, um, okay. How about worst stock of the year? Oh man, we didn't do that one. Anybody? Ooh, Let's take it to a dark place. Let's just give it to the one. You had a pandemic set you up to win. Blue Apron, baby. <laughs> so I'm uh, they were working. They were working. They're like, hey, man, we got this at home food delivery. Um, and then Nicola could be another one. I mean, this is just, you know, you got a once in a lifetime opportunity 
and it, you started hitting, you went from like $2 to $18 and then now you're down to like $5 a share. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't get it right. Partner with restaurants, do whatever you got to do, man. Just figure out your model, pivot. <laughs> right, That's all. Right, right. I would add one. Uh, <clears throat> SPACs. <laughs> SPACs of the year. There, I mean, there's a lot of SPACs out there. Nicola. Uh, you me? <laughs> uh, that's definitely a SPAC is probably one of the worst uh, ones out there. Um, so uh, one of the things that, you know, that stood out to me was, was, uh, was SPAC, SPAC world going crazy. Hmm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Wells Fargo. Okay. Uh-oh. That one, listen, I, 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 I like the, I like the financial stocks that, you know, after, you know, like they're kind of, s- they're kind of like at least a steady guarantee, you know, yeah. keep their business together. Wells Fargo, for some damn reason, is <laughs> always something with this damn company. Whether it was their employees <laughs> like processing, what was it before a couple years ago? Yeah, uh, fake accounts. Fake, and shit. <laughs> like, uh, and, but and their and I think their stock has dropped like twenty percent or something like that, or uh, since the beginning of the year. You're like, how, how, how? When everybody else is buying again, everybody's buying tech stocks, of course, but. um I had faith in Wells Fargo, especially after that merger years ago, you know, when they, when they took up Wachovia and, you know, seemed like, seemed like a, a well-run company. Um, the interesting thing around that is I read a story recently about the, around the founder, uh, creator of Chewy. Um, it recently went IPO worth around $20 billion. He sold um, his stake in it for $3.5 billion and put all of his money into Apple and Wells Fargo. Talk about talk about bad bets. Uh, this was in twenty eight. I think it was 2018, 2017, 2018 when he got his money and put it in there. So obviously he killed it with Apple. Wells Fargo is another story. I think they said his dollar cost average for Wells Fargo was roughly around. Ah, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Dollar cost average was probably around forty six. The stock is currently in the thirties, um, okay. if I remember correctly. But he, you know, he killed it with Apple. Um, buying it in 2017, 2018. So uh, that's just a crazy, crazy story, especially thinking about Wells Fargo investments. Nice, man. Nice. Uh, most thoughtful leader. Who do you think? Okay. Ooh, that's well, <laughs> Anthony just gave the award to himself. <laughs> I care about you guys. Get the shit. I'm going to go with one of our BBPs. Uh, Naval Ravikant. I mentioned him up top in one of our early episodes. He's kind of like the Gary V without being so flashy and verbose, but he's killed it. And, um, he has this unique ability to break down complex ideas and concepts and make them accessible, which we try to do sometimes as well on some of our bigger branding topics. But that's, you know, I, I, I you got to appreciate him for doing that. Um, and he's philosophical yet capitalist and with a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cool things going on in his head. How about right. you guys? I think that's a good one. I, I got one. Andrew Como. Okay. Um, during the nice. early days of the well pandemic, well everyone was listening to Trump shit show. And then immediately after that, you have Andrew Como come on and just be a great leader uh, for the state of New York. You know, keep everyone calm, keep them updated, give them the real. Uh, I really think it put him on the national stage. And, you know, if, if, uh, if, you know, he's not running for president in eight years, I'll be very surprised. Uh, or maybe four to eight years, uh, I'll be very surprised. But Andrew Como really uh, was a good leader during the early days of the pandemic. They put feelers off for him this year. Like late last year, they were putting feelers off for this year. And then this happened. Then the whole pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. He couldn't leave in the middle. That's what they were saying. So, yeah, he's good, man. He's like a leader. That's a boss right there. I like he's- yeah. I mean, you think about their whole family. His, his father was the governor of New York, uh, governor of yeah, New York. Um, so, you know, it's it's in the blood, I guess. And connections. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Andrew Yang. Why? Oh, nice. Because, that was my second because, runner because, because no one was talking. Everybody was against his idea of like, oh, giving people monthly stipends. And then the pandemic hit and yeah. we all went and, we, and people started going broke. Yeah, we need those monthly stipends now. <laughs> give us give us some help. And it started bringing it started bringing out the idea of how do we help a portion of America who still can't get ahead regardless. And. You know, yeah. and people started paying attention a little bit more to Andrew Yang and his philosophies. And, you know, I want to give him a shout out for it because uh, he was talking it. No one wanted to listen. And then the pandemic came. A lot of people started losing their jobs and the government had to do it anyway. Um, and it, good choice. Man. So I'm going to give him that one. Yeah. 
I think Andrew Yang and Buttigieg are going to be forces to reckon with yeah. moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yep. Smart dudes. Cool. Mayor Pete. <laughs> Mayor Pete. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, let's close it out. Um, I think, um, what do we say? Uh, favorite episodes that we've uh, had on the Whiskey Hue. For uh, for me, and I think for all of us, I think we agreed upon this, but uh, episode 12 uh, was one of the ones that really stood out to us. Uh, it was one where we featured um, key topics of uh, around the corona. Uh, you know, we, we called it the corona come up. It was one of the ones where we identified opportunities early on. Uh, I think Athula really mentioned that this is where generational wealth is made. Uh, one of our best listened to shows and one that we uh, we were all really passionate about. So um, go back, give it a listen. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to thank you from the Whiskey Hue team and uh, thank you for listening to us. In 2020, we have some exciting things coming up for 2021. Uh, as, as outside opens back up, we're going to expand and we're going to do more and more. So thank you for listening. Peace. Happy New Year's.